and this is what individuals and what the difference and the beauty of humanity is because we all some people I know not so much now because I haven't been in contact with this guy in years but there was a guy I used to work with I was from no, I had a pretty good relationship with him. Very, well, not a pretty good, very good relationship with him. Hampton Man in so many different areas. Um, and if you had seen this guy, if I showed you a picture of this guy, you you would just think, you, first of all, you think he's a police officer. He's got like a police, like a CID look about him. Um, but that is so, so, and he's a real nice guy. But on the drug side, this dude used to take... I was shocked at the kind of things he told me he used to get up to. I don't know. Okay, I know you smoke weed, but why are you taking 15 ecstasy tablets? And why are you doing heroin and sniffing cocaine? And literally every kind of drug you can think of. This guy has partaked in, but he was functioning. He, he was able to hold down a very successful job. He was, you know, I don't think he's got any kind of criminal record in regards to drugs. And as I say, from the outside looking in, you would think this guy is, you know, very successful. He's, 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 he's got no problems in the world. And it's because he could handle it. He was able to handle all of that stuff. Whereas other people, the first time they take a class A substance, or the second time, it's they're they're now in a total different world and they're not the same person. That is true. So should they be illegal? Education, education. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Chemically, chemicals. So if we, if we're making them in a kitchen, then yeah, uh, opium, marijuana, cocaine, um, heroin, all those. No, no, not at all. But it should be about education. Um, and it shouldn't be about necessarily how they're deemed, because before this is all medicine, in essence. It's just to help you with, you know, medical ailments. Yeah, for some, sure, yes. some parts of it was sort of relaxation and kind of things, but it wasn't to get wasted and that kind of stuff. Right. It's, it's how it's used. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. To, to, to. Use the strength wide. Exactly. You know, exactly. Just saying, like, I mean, they he made wine. He literally was his first miracle. Like, and I mean, it's good. I'm sure it was good. They said it was good. It's good. And it was good. And remember, Jesus said, I came to fulfill, not to break the laws. That is so, so important because within the Old Testament, Leviticus, to be precise. There were quite a few um, laws and statutes in there um, that I think yeah. many people, and they shocked so many Christians when I say this, like, oh, oh, all of that stuff's in there. I'm like, come on, I thought you're supposed to be reading the Bible kind of thing. Yeah. I think all people could take some very good pointers from that uh, that book of Leviticus. Maybe not all, not all of the 600 and whatever's in there. Buttons. Don't use buttons and leave the best grain for the priest. I, I did just, li I'm listening to Bible in one year, but I call it Bible in five years. 
So I listened to like 15 minutes every week, basically. Mm. So because I got into Leviticus and it's just like, I couldn't stay awake. So I had to re-listen to the same one like 10 times. There's a lot of stuff in there, isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there, but it's pretty, some of it is funny, but then you get the occasional nugget of, you know, that's about, I don't know what it was about, uh, like the daughter slept with the father or whatever, which I know I'd heard that one, but like just to slip it in there with the other, you know, <laughs> like fall asleep, fall asleep. We're like, wait, what? My husband and I are like, what? What? Bullshit? <laughs> I know I sound so ignorant. It's just, you know, I, I mean, it's not like I haven't heard of it, but it's just like when I was in church today, I was like, wow, I feel like, did I miss that? Like, did I miss that one? Mixing, mixing materials, the mixing of materials. Let's just think of about that just on a basic level like the type of if we examine if, if right now everyone just has a look at the cut the, the label in the back of their yeah. their jumper or t-shirt does it say 100 percent cotton on there or does it say mixed fibers polyester and cotton 70 percent elastane and all of this kind of stuff and you know we and we do have incidences especially nowadays of becoming having um, toxicities based upon the clothes we wear, the detergents we have in our home. You know, there's a lot more elements that are going around, and this again comes into some of the laws, which are very old school laws. But we've kind of oh, that's, that's biblical. That is that's that's got nothing to do with today. If we kept things as simple as they were, I mean, don't get me wrong, spandex, for instance, when that came about in the eighties, was the eighties or seventies, seventies, the wonder. The wonders of that material. Spandex can be your friend. It can be your enemy. I remember when it wasn't good enough, so it was a problem. Like neon blue spandex could really ruin ruin an evening. But now that there's like the, you know, whatever, they've taken it to a new level. They have made it's kind of like the ladies with the needles in their faces. Like mm. it can go horribly wrong, but it can go, it can go right. But yes, but I but I agree. Like I feel like the idea of technology, you know, it, it the Bible does not ignore the potential issues with uh, over, you know, monkeying with the world too much, with disconnecting. You know, like so naturalism. It's funny because people the, these crunchy granolas was the tradition in L.A., but now they're like vax maniacs, you know, and don't understand. And, and it's the Catholics I know who nurse their kids for the longest time, who don't get vaccinations, who wear like simple, modest clothing. And it's kind of come full circle. But I, I remember that being raised that birth control was wrong. And it's like, why? Why is it wrong? Why is it wrong? Like, well, because it's not natural. It's not natural. It's bad for you. So then when IVF came around... Because if people said, oh, that's just Catholics wanting lots of kids, but the Catholic Church said you can't do IVF, which would give them more Catholics. They're like, no, it's not natural. And then when I had a son who had Down syndrome, a lot of the other kids, the kids who were in special needs, had been uh, like 10 babies, as we call them, when we're little, because there are complications. You're really taking into your hand. And, you know, same thing with abortions. Like I knew many people who said, who had kids who there was nothing wrong with them. Said so the doctor said there's something wrong with this kid. Told me to get an abortion and I didn't. And the kid's totally normal and we worried, waited so long, whatever. So I'm just saying. That is disgusting. I didn't even think of that. Oh, yeah. Very common. Because people will tell me because they see that I have a son who has Down syndrome and they know that they tell you. Mm-hmm. So that, 
Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Monica, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's what the doctors tell you to do. Or they give oh, you an yeah. option. I've known people have had to go to a different doctor because they, they don't want to take care of a woman who has a Down's pregnancy because they object to it on moral grounds. Well, what's the, the moment? Okay, well, what? what like what, bringing what, a child who has Down syndrome into the world is immoral. That is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. No, it's messed up. Yeah, it's like inversion. That's totally. Inversion. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Especially in LA, like it's, um, it was, it was really bad. The reason this all came out is like I lived in LA when Sarah Palin, who was a Republican woman on the vice, was the vice presidential candidate under John McCain. So when she was running against Obama and Biden, is that the one with the glasses who had the, yes, the, the yes. pornographic movie? Did she make a pornographic movie? That could be disinformation. I don't, I don't like her because she's a conservative, like she yeah. likes war and stuff. So yeah. I don't like her, but. She had just had a child who had Down syndrome, and she'd also had a shotgun wedding, and her daughter got pregnant, you know, yes. while she was running. So she should have yeah. had like, every male descendant should have been aborted, according to the to the left, because if you don't have abortion, women are held back. But she had she had reached the highest pinnacle. She yes. was not only a beauty queen, but she was not the vice presidential ticket, and she didn't abort any of those kids. So people were insane, enraged by her and by all of that. So the really the the knives came out when it came to people who had children who had Down syndrome. So it, that was a tough time for me because he was really difficult. Mm -hmm. But I never wanted to be like, could you hold the door? Could I? Could I have a hand? Yeah, her? yeah. Because, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, because they they thought that kid that I was bad because I had this kid. Like, it was really messed up. I mean, people would say to me, like, don't you wish you had an abortion? I was like, I, no. I don't. <laughs> like, I, well, I don't really, I, I don't even know how to answer that question. Like, why, how, it was, how could you even say that? Ask that kind of, that, oh, and this is what, this is what I find a problem with you, with humanity and mankind. People, the boundaries, then, boundaries? Yeah. Like, who on earth goes up to someone and says such a horrible thing? It was a weird cultural moment. Like it was really weird culturally where they were. And this is something that I see a lot is that and, and it's definitely true with race stuff that you're the glowing boxes tell you stuff and get you to think stuff that if you were in real life, you couldn't presume someone feels or thinks that way. Like, mm. it's like hating cops or hating school teachers, you know? Like, you know what I mean? And like, mm. you can't, I have people in my family, some are good, some are bad, but they're cops and school teachers. Like, yeah, they get a government paycheck and I object to the system profoundly, but just this this thing of just hating, hating everyone in a category yeah. because you're told on TV, mm. you know, she, she must be a fundamentalist Christian. She's got this kid or a Catholic or whatever. She's got this kid. Um, she's imposing it on the world. So... They're like, it's a burden on society. Those kids get welfare. And so I'm like, I don't want your welfare. I don't even want the welfare state. And see what happens? Now we're your problem and you hate us. Now you hate us instead of loving us and wanting to help us. Yeah. So it was all this inversion. And that's why, like, and that's why I was asking you about the fundamental, your fundamental view on government is that, like, I think, so when you were talking about immigration to your region, and they're not always there just to work hard. Like my grandparents came to this country. There was no welfare, no safety. They no. had to come just to work hard. And they maybe want goodies. Maybe welfare is a moral hazard, draws them in. 
or it dehumanizes us where we don't give charity, we don't have a call for charity. Like the drugs keep you from reaching to God. Mm. You don't have that emptiness. You're filling it with something false. So government's a big hazard in that way, yet does it have a role? And, you know, does it, it has a, you know, what do you think? Do you think what do you think of the safety net? This, that this should, well, there should be a safety net. There should always be a safety net for everybody because there's always going to be people, be people who, unfortunately, a crap with money, maybe, you know, a crap yeah, with relationships. No one, someone who is handicapped and has no one. Yes, exactly. Yes, going into the the the, the mental, um, mental or the physical side, of course, it, it goes without saying. Comes to yeah to older people. So if the parents die, kids alone. Say that again. Sorry. Down syndrome are born to people who are older a lot of times. Oh, so fifty, and you have a child who has Down syndrome. Yes. you die when you're eighty. You, mm. you know, that kid could have nobody. So let's talk about that. Sorry. Yes. So, yes. So, it, it, I mean, again, I think there is, I, I know there are more caring, honest, good people in this world than there are these strange people that we see on social media and television all the time. So I think in, in noble world, everybody would be helping out. So your next, the houses are, are opposite. You would know them. You'd be have been in their house. He would have been in their house. It would have just been a natural progression. Okay, yeah, you've got a nice big house now. You know what we're going to do? We're going to come in in shifts and he's going to be here at 10 and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, soon next door, like we're going on vacation. So, you know, behind you, the house behind you, Dave and them, they're going to come over. And if you want, you can stop at either of our houses. You just got to give us a day's notice. You know, everybody will be there to make sure they can fulfill the needs and wants of that person who is a part of the community. Yeah. Which is a physical place. Like people yes. have to eat, you know, people have to be cared for. People have to be washed. Like it's physical. And then that's why this virtual world, this virtual community is, or that when they try to disrupt the physical community, that's why the immigration, like I feel bad for the country they're leaving. And that's what you were saying about the West Indies, like, or yeah. other places where they draw, you know, oh, you can get a scholarship, rescue someone from yes. Africa. It's so, well, Africa needs that kid. She found exactly. This yeah, I the, totally agree. Yeah. The, so they're taking the excellence, and now we're left with across all of the developing. I mean, let's look at you see, you mentioned Africa, the richest continents in the world. The cradle of civilization, yes. where every tech, tech, every rely heavily relies on where Africa, uh, diamonds, cobalt, uh, all of the all of the various minerals, the the nonstick for our wonderful nonstick <laughs> Teflon. Teflon, where does that come from, Monica? Oh, <laughs> it's like, but yeah, we go there, and because of colonialism. Because that's been installed into the brains of these leaders, they are just thinking of themselves. So they have these huge mansions and stuff. There's not many of them who are really for their people. Let's just be honest. We have to be honest with this. And even in the Caribbean, they're not for their people. They're there to make deals with corporations, yeah. which then it helps them and pushes the agenda, which has been set high above their pay grade to push things along to disenfranchise the 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 the, the natives to allow yeah. foreign investments 
I mean, you'd think, let's picture this for a scenario, you'd think you can go to a Caribbean island or even a South, a South Asian island and there's no Ken Dotti there. There's no McNasty's there. There's their own version of a franchise fast food restaurant, which is up to par with McNasty's, with Ken Dotti, same quality, same, well, better quality, same service, but you can go there. Wow, you know, I love going to South Asia because I can go to this chain of restaurants. They've got nothing like this in America. They've got nothing like this in Europe. You know, they've got their own unique selling point outside of the beauty of their country. No, no. The big corporations, they've got to go everywhere, Monica. We have to be everywhere. We have to. So, so what do you, do you feel like there, that it's natural and desirable and maybe even intentionally targeted to have a, an ethnic affinity with people of your own kind or a nationalist thing? Like, is that the, I mean, that seems... Natural. I was reading this thing by uh, Gustave Le Bon, who wrote uh, a book about crowds. I can't remember, but he also wrote a book about um, like the strongest power is is ethnic affinity, is national. Oh yes, nationalism. And he was, I think, he was talking about like how World War One and World War Two could break that down. Like I, I think he was working for the establishment. So, I mean, is that something that you think is natural and good? I mean, what are the pros? I think it's important. I think it's important. I think it's important for everybody to understand uh, the, their quote-unquote ethnicity, race, nationality. In my idea, my, in my opinion, it's nationality. That's the most important thing. We can trace your lineage to these places, for instance. So we we, we we've got three generations in the wilderness of North America, but we go three generations back and we can go to Syria. And then we've, we've got 10, 15, 30, you know, so this is yeah. your nation. That is your nation, Syria. That is, that is you, that is. So what do I know about, what do I know about my nationhood? And within that nationhood, we have not just one set of people. We have tribes of people who some look very similar and some don't look very similar. So that's when we get to the ethnicity part, but there's no difference because you're all in that nation. So it's nation first. And then we start maybe thinking of, okay, well, my, my tribal identity is this. Right. Because then the reason I was asking that is because then you get to family. You know, if you, if you shrink that enough, it's family. And we're actually, I think, morally responsible for our family. Mm. And then that's your safety net. <laughs> it should be. So, it should so be. It's, it's not just your own, but it's also your tribe. I just got back from Japan. I tagged along with my husband on a business trip, and we got it's a super monoculture. Like Tokyo is like super monoculture. But then we went to yeah. Osaka, and it was a little bit different. We went to Kyoto, it was a little bit different. And I we were watching game shows and stuff, and I thought, boy, I bet. For, I could be completely wrong. I don't look into it, but I bet the islands, like the four or five big islands, that mm. and I, I bet like people who are from Japan can probably tell by looking at you. Oh yes, island. Yes, you know? yeah. I was thinking that. Yes, that's and family. Exactly, and even just the mannerisms, the way you walk, the way you would talk, because it's going to be a very and you have the alert. Like that's an outsider. 
You know what I mean? Like that's an outsider. Like you're not going to, I was staying in a super fancy hotel and it was being, it was served by only super fancy Japanese. Mm. Then when I went to Osaka, they had immigrants at the hotel, working at the hotel. And I was like, no, that must, I don't know what, I don't know what that means, but it was distinctly different. Definitely. And I just, I wondered, uh, there's probably a hierarchy in there somewhere or an out, like an out, you know, that person, you know, that person eats like me, like you're not, can't eat at that tempura restaurant because they mix wheat because I can't eat wheat. So like, yes. you know, in some of the yes. cultures, they would, they in some of the places they had wheat in their soy sauce in some places. Mm, very good point. Very you know, and I just, point. so I could tell by looking, I was like, oh, that's not one of the places I am not allowed to eat. So the island with the immigrant service staff, was It was just that... the city, Osaka. It was on the Osaka. same island. Okay. So Tokyo is the big, and then there Oh, I don't know if it was on the same island because we had to I don't, fly there. Yeah, I don't think he would have been on the same island. No, we flew there. This is embarrassing. Oh, don't worry. I'm terrible at it geography. Mixes, it mixes into one, especially when it's afraid. It, it, you know, it, it, it really does. My theory, I would, I would hypothesize that that particular place was of a slightly lower standard to the other one that you was in based on having immigrants immigrations it, immigrant it stuff. definitely it was it shouldn't have been like it has the reputation to be just as good but it was not as good it, that's that's why that's why i think yeah. because you know japanese, even the japanese guys were not as like I'm not right. as accommodating to me mm. they would once talk to my husband <laughs> that was not that's more of a cultural thing though isn't it but it was more in the place that had the uh, like it was so if it, it felt to me that it was cultural, but it also had like a class thing class. to it. So like the the super fancy people were used to like the Westerners yeah. and stuff. Indeed. They were they knew they were better educated to understand. Yes, he's allowed to make them rest because <laughs> he kept looking at my husband like, is this is this okay? Is this okay? Like, why am I you know? And I was like, but he doesn't care. I'd have to. I'm the one with the. <laughs> they didn't care so I, it was just funny because it was so culturally different and it's like it was mm. weird to me and and the reason yes. it's so obvious to me is because what like tokyo was a monoculture felt yeah weird. i'm not making generalizations to people i'm simply describing my experience your experience yes without any like i'm not trying to impart any judgment on it i don't understand it so if i have offended anyone please like write to me monica press showing email was it common educate me <laughs> yeah i wanted this was it was it very orderly? Because I know China is very orderly. Was it is Japan very this very similar? They are on the same island. Um, they are on the same island. It, it, uh, it was, yeah. I mean, I got. Let's put it this way. I was there for like eight days, and I got the hang of it so quickly. It's like a job. If you ever get to a job and it's not stressful the first couple of days, mm. we're gonna get bored of that job <laughs> fast. So I got there and. I, who really cannot find my way out of a paper bag, was able to use the subways unaided wow. by the end of my stay. So it was so, it was so cookie cutter. Yeah. And yeah. then I thought, this is what I thought. I was like, I, I will probably never, ever like go on vacation here again, but I could easily live here. If, mm-hmm. and, I, and I said, and they should not want me to. <laughs> I am a disruptor. I am a disruptive force in this place. You should not, I am I'm going to be, all, all the chicks are going to be making the dinner reservations now. <laughs> yeah, but in, in Tokyo, I think they did. But I have to say, this is a complete aside. I had a blast at this one. There's a sushi place down the street. And the exchange rate's ridiculous. So it was way cheaper than it should have been. 
they had, there was a couple of tables that you could pay $4 to sit at this table for an hour. Mm-hmm. You, you pay for your food, but it had a tap and, and you could drink as much as you want out of this tap. And the tap is called the highball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is like mm-hmm. not, I don't think it's made it out of Japan. It is, looks like, if you bought it in the store, it looks like a can of beer. It's called Centauri Highball and it's whiskey and soda. Oh. Out of a freaking tap. Well, you can drink $4 for an hour. That was possibly the most I've ever Monica, you're going now. You're going now, Monica. Too much tap. Too much tap. <laughs> I know. They stop you, too. They came and they're just like, you're done. My husband's like, man, like, who would have known that the highball is your jam? Like, I was just going to be like, when can we go for highballs? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Charlie, can we go back to that little place with the tap? Yeah, nothing. It was, there was nothing. It was like completely just four walls and a table. And I was just like, what a great restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Best restaurant I've ever been to in my life. So, no, but I would love to live there. I would absolutely love to live there. But, yeah, I was there with my son, and he smelled the same way. He was like, yeah, you would, but you would wreck it. And I would, too. Like, you just, they, they should not want us. And And then I discovered someone said, well, you would not have had this easy experience. You would not feel this way. But a couple of years ago, they had the Olympics in Tokyo. And because of that, they put English words on all the signs. So it used to be just freaking. And I took Latin. Japanese for a year. So I can actually, I could, I do know how their little letters. like oh, the scripts. Yeah. yeah. So I can't do the kanji, like Chinese stuff, but mm-hmm. you can look stuff up in a dictionary. Those There's only like a limited number of those, little, yes. the smaller ones. So you can do it. But it had um, English words, so you could get around the subway because it was English. And uh, and I was like, see, that's the freaking Olympics. Like, that was cultural subversion. Mm. And they, look, everyone bends over backwards when, when we've got a huge uh, an Olympic or Commonwealth Games taking yeah. place. They will do absolutely build all kind of spend. Yeah. Spend all your money, yeah. Yeah, and it's the good. But Monica, let's talk about the good, the legacy of the games after. <laughs> no, boo. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Because now stupid people like me are just like, oh, Tokyo is easy. I'm going to Tokyo. It's so weird. Like we were tolerating you because you pay big money at this hotel, but like I can't see. I'm just wondering, like all the myriad things I did that like really repulsed them. You know, like this, this super neat. Like, oh, well, for one thing, is I, I don't wear a mask. Oh, Harrison was wearing a mask, but it's voluntary, so they can't yes. ask you to do it. They would never ask you to do it, but I could just see them like puking in their mask. Like, <laughs> but that's, over in Asia, in the a- Asian continents, that it's it's a thing. Before the zombie apocalypse, Monique, they've always worn masks, man, and they've always so it's it's part and part. The pollution is one obviously one of the main things, but obviously also I think. Another thing was was it when the SARS the SARS thing happens? I can't yeah. remember. It or it, Monica, do, do you find? I was thinking about this today. With how quickly major events are taking place, it's so hard to keep number number one up with all of this stuff that's taking place, and then number two, like. They're stealing, they're stealing time from us based upon overloading us with all of this stuff, man. It's like, like I can say 9-11 and it was just like yesterday. I, re- I literally yeah. remember 9-11 like it was yesterday. Yeah. I remember the clothes I was wearing, leaving work, thinking, 
I thought the way they the work because I didn't have a television at my workplace. I, yeah. I could have watched one, but I thought no, I just wanted to leave the work. The way they described it was like a little plane and hits. Oh little, really? Yeah, I was thinking, okay, it's a big fuss about. So I didn't go back home and watch any television and stuff. And then the the empress called me and said, "Oh my god, have you seen what's happening?" So I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Oh, yeah, the Twin Towers, and she was literally frantic. I'm thinking, why is she? Wow. Yeah, I thought it was World War III. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and he's still time from us, and then, the, yeah, keep going. Yeah, so, as you say, the time theft is done in so many different ways, but again, the main way it's done is by the bombardment of all of this stimuli. Whether it's, whether it's that the the school shooting thing, yeah. what on earth? And then mixing the, the yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a war. We have been some children have been born into the war, but we have now been in, in indoctrinated and and sequestered into a war which we have we haven't even asked for. We haven't signed up. We didn't say we wanted to be a participant of this war. We didn't think the war was necessary, but the, the, it, it, it's every angle. Climate change, global warming, c carbon CO2, 15-minute cities. Let's put barriers everywhere. Oh, but Monica, the good thing about it is you're going to have nothing and you're going to love it. Because <laughs> think about it. You don't need to own anything now because the price of mortgages in, in UK, Monica, the um, interest rate, is seven plus percent for a mortgage. Yeah. I, I, I've never heard of that. I've never, in all of my time growing up and understanding mortgages, etc. So, you know, I think maybe from like the 90s, early 90s, I started understanding about interest rates and stuff. It's never been that. It's never been that. See, I remember because my first house was that. That's how much older I am than you. But uh, that's a terrible reveal. I think I might have to get that. <laughs> Redacted, redacted. Yes, yeah, like, hey, just bleep it, just bleep it out. So, so, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit, just bring something up. Um, so you said like they're stealing time from us and it made me think I did something and this was I earlier in this, in our conversation, I said I wanted to tell you something personal and then, and I'll, then I'll let you go because I know it's very late or it's getting late for you. So, um, what happened, so I moved to LA and I been renting and I just will not would not commit to it, but mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's not my choice, but, but my kids have insisted to go to college. I'm like mm -hmm. serious. <laughs> I'm not getting mm -hmm. out of their way. My husband's happy to pay for it. I'm just like, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but mm -hmm. like, let's, I want to buy a farm in Montana or whatever. I guess not their farms in Montana, but whatever. <laughs> I'm obviously ill-suited to making these choices, but I get it. Like I, my father was always like, oh, just drop out of society. Don't go to college. And I didn't listen to him. And I was happy for the longest time that I didn't. So I don't know what the really right advice is. But my kids are going to college. My husband's paying for it. And his job is here. And it's going to be here the entire time they're in college. I'm sure of it. So I decided we were going to rent another place because the lease was up. But I decided to, that we should own a house. And we're, we found this house that's really old. It's 100-year-old. It's a little Spanish. They had this mm. revival period. So it's like white stucco with red tiles. And, wow. You know, it's not big. It's not a big house, but it has like enough rooms for us and everything. And, and 
but it has this big backyard, really, really big. It's well, it's a half acre. That's huge. That's I was gonna for say. Helen. Yeah, no, it's yeah. huge. Like it's not five acres, but it's a half an acre. Has a little vineyard. It has bees. I just met my neighbor. They have chickens. I nearly like I had tears came. So I was like, "Do you eat a lot of eggs?" I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's so funny for eggs." We live in LA. I'm like, I just cannot get over it. And I and it has this like a seated like a patio thing, you know, little saltillo tile patio because it's Spanish. And I just I decided like I said to my husband like it's not like it needs work. It's like a little bit crusty. It's like, but it needs to, and I was like, I, I just thought of like, let's just love it. Let's love yeah. this spot. Let's, let's have our, you know, sangria. Put right your here. stamp on it. Yeah. And let's love it and let's relax and let's enjoy it. Like he works hard, but like, let's enjoy it. And I, I literally like worry that if I don't, if I spend time like just relaxing and enjoying it, that the world is going to freaking spin out of orbit. Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't think like I'm, a, I'm like a god or I'm just saying that like as my job on earth yeah. is as a good citizen soldier member mm. of, of, you know, the cosmos, I need to never stop worrying about everything. But what you, you just said, and, and one thing I want to do is I do want to start like going to the city council meetings and really try to add value by understanding property rights, yes. and chicken rights. I need to be yes. rights. But you just said something about they're stealing time. How about we were, yes, we've been inducted into that war or whatever. How about we tithe our time? How about we tithe it? So, so you give your 10% of your uh-huh. life to this battle, to your podcast or to me figuring out property rights or something. And then in the rest of the time, just you can enjoy because, the, you know, what more can you do? You can't give it all because then that's squandering the life that we've given yes. on the earth that is good. Monica, that's so important what you just said there. It's so important. And I, I, I trust and pray that the people who need to hear what Monica's just said heard that because it's so, so important. Balance. One of the, one of the things that people always remember, I always say, shalom, balance, and paradise. Peace, balance. So as you said, taking 10% of your time to try and uplift fallen humanity. Let's do that. And you need your husband or my empress to say, look, no, but Monica, look, you've done your 10%, man. You need time for yourself. You need time to plug out of like, you know, the upliftment elements of it. And like sometimes, Monica, I put the old Wellington boots on and I get into the muck and the mire and I start to listen to stupid, just mindless stuff just to, just to ground myself of sorts. Just to understand, like, because I'm like, I'm totally out of the loop. One of one of my other co-hosts was was uh, last week brought up some somebody, and I'd never heard of them. Never heard of this this content creator. I'm like, who is this person? And then whilst they're talking, I go and search for them, and I'm seeing, oh my god, they're huge, and I, oh okay, why don't I know about this person? Because. I only occasionally put the Wellington boots on to go into the muck and the wire. So I wouldn't know about that kind of stuff. And again, like music wise, so many artists and stuff. I have no idea. People mention names that like on Twitter, they'll post these videos of people. And I'm like, I'll comment. Who is this young lady? 
Never, because you are you're you're getting a little older. So I remember when that happened to me when I stopped knowing who was like a star. I'm like that guy's a star. It's like yeah. he's the biggest star in the world. It's like oh, I stopped paying attention. Yeah, I stopped. It was stupid. I stopped paying attention. There's nothing to be ashamed of there. I think because if you really were like like that's why fashion fashion is exclusive. It's meant to exclude people who aren't keeping up, but to keep yes. up takes 100% of your attention, which I do think, you know, we, yes, I, I love that you, that, that you made that idea of that this is a war that we were not, we didn't volunteer for, we've been drafted into it. And I say, okay, I'll fight the war, but I'm going to set some terms. And yes. And I and I'll I will pray like make sure that's okay like you know I'll just be like are you really allowed to stop worrying this is my family says me, like could you just stop worrying for five minutes I'm like if I stop worrying for five minutes do you know what will happen around it? and it's true it does happen like people yeah. get their appointments like the dishes don't get done like it is absolutely uh -huh. true yes. but, you know so what and maybe that's, that's why it's okay like people shouldn't have left the West Indies for you because is it better even if the promises were fulfilled it's not, it was an no. utter lie. Well, I I can only answer that based upon this current reality that we live in. And I could only say yes, because I'm doing what I'm doing now. The Most High has a plan for us. Yeah. The Most High has a plan for us, you know, speaking alter it in some ways, you know, based upon the freedom of choice. But he has a plan for us ultimately. And I think if I was in the in the the West Indies now, in the Caribbean, the Caribbean, on one of those islands, I think I would be maybe close to who I am today, but I wouldn't be who I am today. Yeah. I wouldn't be the person. I wouldn't have the thirst to want to to put myself out, to invest all of the number one time, energy, finances. Never beg anybody for anyone any money. <laughs> Put the information out and let it stand for what it what it is. Um, I, I I really don't think, and, and I don't think I would have had the finances to be able to do that. Let's say. Yes, yes, I have to say this is a great opportunity to say that I. We really another thing that I you know I just want to get into a better mental discipline of, and my father would be horrified if he thought I was ungrateful for the fact that like people like us who don't I remember even just growing up in New York with mosquito bites and humidity and mm. no air conditioning no fan like poor mm -hmm. and I don't I don't worry about that stuff at all I can close the windows and turn on the AC and I don't even know like what the bills are. My husband just pays the bills. He doesn't yeah. bitch at me about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and like, that's such a luxury that I get to think, oh, this, everything's all effed up. And it's like, but you know what? I can be like physically happy in a moment to moment life existence. And mm -hmm. that, that might be something that 125 out of the 125 billion people who have lived on this earth <laughs> are not even, you can't even be like happy when you're in constant, you know, when you've got lice or whatever, you know what I mean? Like we, this, what we have here is, is good. And I think that we should really with gratitude, enjoy it and 
pay our time, you know, pay our tithe mm. in in more than one way, but never, you know, just live in gratitude. I think that's, I think maybe that's how I'll dedicate my holy week is to <laughs> definitely. But also for people who don't create content, that I think you should again take heed of that, and also maybe even take it a step further because there's some there's such knowledgeable listeners of of both of our our broadcasts but i i describe them as jealous kings and queens in their own respects because they're just hoarding all of the jewels okay so when i was saying tithing time to this fight to this war I'm not just talking about spreading the word. I'm not just talking about talking about everything you do. And mostly it is spreading the word or going to the city council meeting or fair or buying a chicken or whatever. However, if people do want to spread the word, that's a great idea. So I think that would be a little way of contributing to like the, the awakening. So why don't you tell this is a perfect opportunity for you to tell people how to listen to you. And, uh, and then we can enjoy the rest of our day in our separate ways. <laughs> Indeed. So, your favorite podcast, I would recommend, and this is not a sponsor, even though, you know, if they want me to be a you know, sponsor, by all means, Podcast Addict is the only place you should be consuming your podcasts. Wow. Um, Why? I've used it since 2011. Wow. Really? It's the it's 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 and it's changed so dramatically. The interface is updated tremendously. You can even have like radio shows and stuff on there. But it's very very simple to just literally find. Before I'll tell you how old school this is. I would have to go into and find the website whoever I wanted to to listen to on a regular basis. Find their RSS feed, copy and paste it into the podcast at it and then it would find the rss feed load of their show and then it would be there as a permanent favorite now you can just type it in alex jones monica perez cfr network and it pops up straight away ads and there you go so you can rather than having your spotify and your itunes and your other states like when i look at my spotify i'm thinking where do i go for the podcast again like i know that's my favorite so i've got to go for all my favorites oh they've had a new show etc so you can just have your Spotify for your music, your iTunes for your music. Yeah. Podcast-wise, you just let it roll. Um, so yeah, uh, all podcasts, obviously, the Spotify, your iTunes, CastBox, all of that. I don't think I'm on Tidal. That's one thing I don't think I'm on. Um, or Pandora, as far as I'm aware of. I don't use those those things. Um, but I, I'm also, I do have a presence on the old boob tube, as I call it, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, the shadow ban has kind of been lifted of sorts, but you know, they're still not really promoting it like that. Um, Rumble, obviously, I don't necessarily use Rumble. I just thought I'd just spread the information out. Beat shoots, I do upload there quite frequently. Oh, do you? Yeah. So you can, you can find some bits and pieces on there. Uh, social media wise, the noble one eight seven on the old Twitter. Same I like tweeting with you. I love it. Yes. You've got it. Sometimes I'm up real late, but it's not. But yours because you're in a, yes. on a different continent. Like I get <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I always know noble will be there. <laughs> totally, totally. Especially with our last uh, uh, interaction, um, and then and obviously Instagram as well. 
and at CFR new on uh, CFR News and Instagram and Noble One Eight Seven on the Instagram as well. And I obviously do answer people's DMs. I can't answer everybody's, obviously, especially if you've got huge essays. But I do like to interact with people, most definitely. Yeah, I get I get too many DMs too. I just lose track of them. So I actually first I try to answer all my tweets. So like if you tweet at me like in the regular underneath something yes. posted. I will try to answer that first because I do get a little overwhelmed by the DM. So you and I will interact like just in the threads, which is fun because that includes other people and you know, absolutely. Yes. So that's what it's about. You publish. Yes, I totally oh. agree. I love the interaction. So how often do you publish a show? Because <laughs> <laughs> you put my pieces and stuff. So I do. I do. I'll be, you know what? I've tried to do that because I know some people, especially because I'm, I'm attracting now a younger kind of audience. So I know their attention span isn't the best. So I do try and put them into like, a, you know, because we normally go at least an hour, a minimum, probably an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. So I'll just chop that in half. I tend, just looking at it, and again, quite synchronistic, you ask, because I was trying to look at the schedule, because I used to try and post every Sunday, and then if there's like breaking news, and I'll do like a little thing myself, then you'll see that throughout the week, but with the amount of work that I've been doing, um, I've just, I'm seeing on so much content that, at the moment that I'm, I'm trying, I'm literally releasing stuff every other day kind of thing at the moment. So, good oh, place wow. to be, I guess. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so Working hard, young lady. Oh, and I love you. Last time we were talking, you made a little graphic image of me with your awesome skills. Oh, yeah, sorry. Even, you're the only one who gets to see me without makeup on because we do audio only. So <laughs> that, I will say, like, you really worked miracles on that. <laughs> it's like you put little injections in my cheekbones <laughs> I just enhanced, I enhanced your beauty young lady that's all I did yes. and I'm glad you liked I'm glad you liked many people I get it's like. my profile on Twitter I wow. got so many compliments on it yeah between me and you and everybody listening if you go through Twitter uh quite a few people that I have interviewed now utilize the Santa. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, even I, even Sam Tripoli's uh, people asked me, like, who did that picture for you? And I think they had to reach out because they want to rip you off. So, so that's awesome. You're fun and interesting. And I just love all your multi-talents. And, you know, you're so mysterious. Like, someday I'm going to come to Birmingham. And when I'm in Birmingham, you're going to have to tell me, like, well, look, what you do. What's your day job? <laughs> You've got to, we've got to do a pinky on this. Next time you grace the air, the, the land on the, uh, the UK soil, we do have to meet in the physical young lady. Absolutely. I'm hoping to get there in the summer. There's a festival British summertime that mm -hmm. I think um, I may have a couple of tickets to. So I will try to do that. And then I will make the trek up to Birmingham because I love new cultural experience. Definitely. You'll and have I have to introduce you to William of England from the History Homos podcast. Do you know those guys? No, I don't actually. I think you're Okay. Yeah, definitely. It'll be cool. It'll be cool because I, I think we've linked Oh, Pop had a conversation with uh, with Mark. My family thinks I'm, was it? Among? Yes, yes. Oh, did you have that conversation? That's yes. fantastic. Was it? We did it, it was it wonderful. Yet? No, he, 
He hasn't posted it yet. I'm waiting. Yeah, he does delay a bit. So, yeah, that was the first part. We should be doing a part two again because, you, you know, we can stop for hours upon hours upon hours. And he, he has an excellent um, ability to just recite information off the top. Uh. <laughs> I love him. Like, I just like that. I got to when I had that conversation with him recently when I told him about you. It was just awesome. And it I got the most I think I got the most listens to that of any any show I've ever done, possibly. Like, I don't know, there's something about him. He's like, I, oh, this I think he's like the MSG of my you know, like in Chinese food's like so good you can't stop eating and they find out they put MSG in it. Like Mark is the MSG. Like this is some some magic dust you sprinkle yeah. in your ears. It's freaking. So I'm it's... glad you had a great conversation with him. I'm gonna look for that. And maybe even when it comes out, I'll shoot it in the show notes of this show. But I'm putting this up right away, and I'll send it to you. And if your people listen to this, if you retweet or whatever, I am Monica Perez. And I thank you so much, Noble, for being on the show. This is Deep Dives with Monica Perez. Until next time, thank you for listening. Au revoir.